0: What is up, gorgeous soul? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Embodied Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Fisher. Today, we are diving into a juicy conversation all about my personal experience with getting a breast reduction surgery, as well as a conversation around how you can both deeply love yourself and desire to change and shift a part of your physical identity. This is a really delicious, nuanced conversation, and I'm super stoked to share it with you. What is up, gorgeous soul? Oh my gosh, super, super excited to have you here today. We are going to be diving into my experience with going through and having my breast reduction surgery. I actually was connecting with several of you on Instagram who were on the fence about getting the surgery, you know, hadn't really considering it for quite some time, and on top of that, the... One of the other pieces of this conversation that I really want to invite in is this concept around finding the inner peace with desiring to shift or adjust or transform a part of your body. So we're going to be diving into my personal experience with the breast reduction surgery as well as hmm, my personal perspective on how we can both deeply deeply love ourselves and still desire to transform parts of our physical identity. So, hmm, yeah, let's let's start with the surgery itself. So, big disclaimer before we get into this, I'm not a medical professional, not a doctor. This is my personal experience on the surgery and I highly recommend making sure that you speak with a medical professional before going through and making any decisions when it comes to changing your body through surgery. So for some context, you know, I had been considering getting a breast reduction for, oh boy, years, (laughs) like probably like a little over 10 years. Um, You know, I had developed larger breasts, at a very young age, like, I went through puberty pretty fucking young. So, like, I was, you know, the girl in school who had, like, a fully developed chest while everybody was still waiting to hit puberty. So, you know, my boobs very early on became this, like, source of discomfort, both on a physical level, um, but also on, like, an emotional level as well. Um, I just remember, like, being really ashamed of like the fact that I had a bigger chest, you know, drew in a lot of male attention. I remember, you know, having boys like try and, you know, open my bra while I was sitting at my desk, throwing things down my shirt. And, you know, I even for a long time would wear like multiple shirts to try to like push my boobs down and make them appear in my own mind smaller. And so You know, I had witnessed my mom, my grandma, both go through breast, breast reduction surgeries. And I remember I had my first appointment with a surgeon when I was like, I think it was like 17 or 18 years old. And I, you know, in hindsight, I'm grateful I didn't go through with it then. I'm grateful I waited until now, which, you know, for those of you that don't know, I'm 29 turning 30 this year. So I gave myself a lot of space because it is a big decision. And something that I really wrestled with for so many years Was, like, kind of, wave, like, waving back and forth between, oh, like, can't I just love my body the way it is? Why do I need to get the surgery? Also being really scared, too. Like, I had never gone through any kind of major surgery before. So, like, there was also the fear around, like, being put under and just, like, you know, there's always risk in life no matter what. And there was, you know, just fear around the whole experience. Um, And... You know, for more context as well, I, you know, I've gone through a lot of different peaks and valleys with my body over the years. Uh, There was a time in my life where I was, you know, quite a bit bigger than I am right now, like about 60 pounds heavier than I am now, roughly. And so I really struggled with my weight and, you know, I just like really had a hard time feeling liberated in my own skin and then i s I experienced a lot of body shame for a huge part of my life, like from a very early 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 age, like even when I was like you know a fucking you know you know very slim child, um I always had this like really altered perspective of like what i looked like what I looked like and like how I was oriented in the world and so you know as I hit puberty and I started to develop you know, a more of an adolescent body while I was still quite young, you know, I started to experience stretch marks at a really young age. And, and, you know, and and now at this point in my life, like I, you know, I I, I deeply love all my scars, my stretch marks, my freckles, like all the things like I, I see the beauty in them. But, you know, growing up, that wasn't the case. And so I definitely just had this like really challenging time feeling comfortable in my own skin. And so I think for part of Part of my journey was like, you know, really, really trying to identify like, okay, like am I wanting to get this surgery because I just don't love myself or do I want to get the surgery because A, my fucking back hurts. Like for those of you who have big boobies, you understand what I'm saying, right? Like your neck hurts, your traps hurt, your back hurts, like you get tension headaches. Like it's a whole fucking thing. Not to mention when you try to fucking run, like God forbid you're not wearing a bra because those titties might hit you in the face, you know um so you know i I just like really hit this point over the past couple of years where i I started to really truly learn how to love myself um from the inside out, right I did particularly over the past five years, I went around the time that I decided to um become a coach you know, at the time I was working in the fitness industry. And so my focus in life was very centered around fitness and wellness. And I originally became a holistic health coach and a life coach. And so, you know, I, I was really on this path and this road to like, not just changing my body, but like changing the way in which I felt within my body. And the reason I say this is because there's a difference between liking the way you look and then also liking the way that you feel within the way you look. Right. And so I really became focused on taking a path of developing more sovereignty around again, like my how I was oriented in the world and the way in which I saw myself. And so, over the past couple years, I had really gone back and forth around getting the surgery um, because I had re- I had recognized that I, you know, I was in a position where it wasn't like the surgery was going to be this band-aid solution to self-love. Like I was already loving myself and really the surgery was kind of the cherry on top. Right. It was like, I knew that it was going to be a better life for me. Like, and what I mean by that is that I was going to have a better quality of life. Right. Like I wasn't going to be experiencing such discomfort every day. I wouldn't have as many headaches. Like I'd be able to, you know, do things easier. And on top of that, I knew that I was going to feel more comfortable in my body. Like I knew that that was the case for me. And and then we're going to get into that part of it today as well. But I really understood that like it was coming from like an embodied place. Like it was a really embodied decision. And I feel, I feel like this is the thing, right? Like no matter what surgery it is, like, cause you know, for like a breast reduction surgery is plastic surgery, right? Like. And I know that depending on who you are, like, you might have your own opinions on plastic surgery. But my my opinion of, around it, right, is that, like, I'm not going to judge somebody else's decision to change themselves. Because I don't – I could never, like, fully understand their personal lived experience. And I know for me personally, like, getting this surgery has literally been life-changing. And I'm going to share more about that as well in you know the few moments to come. But I feel like there can be this like battle when you're deciding to change a part of your body, whether it's through exercise, surgery, cosmetic like or alter, alter alterations. <laughs> like what and what I mean by that is like Botox or fillers or whatever. I know that there can be this like internal battle of like, oh, well, does this mean if I do this, I don't love myself and. My invitation is, like, what if doing it is also a part of you loving yourself? Because if it's coming from an embodied place that actually, like, gives you fulfillment and, like, feels like this, like, truly... Like, if it feels like it's actually an integrity with, like, your intuition and your soul and, like, what you want, like, who is anybody to say that that's the wrong decision, right? So, yeah, I... I made the decision to get the surgery and I live in Canada. So I'm very fortunate and blessed in that in Canada breast reduction surgeries aren't they don't fall under a cosmetic surgery. They fall under a um, oh gosh, I don't remember the exact term, but it's basically like a health thing, right? So how I went about it is I like had a, an appointment with a with a doctor and then they referred me through like you know kind of questioning going through this questionnaire about why I wanted the surgery and like for what purpose and you know my my approach was hey like I've had back pain my whole life my boobs are really uncomfortable like my neck hurts i get headaches right so like it was very clear to them that it wasn't just this like cosmetic thing although for me it was both pain and cosmetic like again i've lost a lot of weight gravity has run it had run its course on my boobs and I was like okay this is both for my physical health but this is also for like me actually feeling really like fucking hot in my body like I get to I get to have both it doesn't have to be an either or right so anyways I I got referred to a plastic surgeon and there was a bit of a wait list um but long story short, like there's a whole manifestation story attached to this that I won't get into in this episode just because for time purposes, I kind of want to keep it a little bit more precise. But long story short, I ended up getting in to see the surgeon a lot earlier than I anticipated and had my surgery scheduled for February, four, or February uh, 10th of 2022 this year. And it was really curious because actually like a day, like the, uh, a week before I had my surgery to the day I had my mushroom therapy session and a big part of that for me was really inviting in this like deep level of security within my body. Because y'all, I was fucking, t- I was fucking scared to get the surgery. Like I was really scared. Um, I felt really just nervous by the idea of like, you know, having a part of me like taken, right? Like a part of my physical body taken away and like being put under and just not knowing like how to how I would respond to the anesthetic and like all these things, right? Like, and I, you know, low-key struggle with uh, health anxiety sometimes. So there was just like a lot of things happening in my mental state and my emotional states that were like really causing me a lot of uh, overwhelm. And so I'm, I'm sharing this because if you're, considering the surgery and you're feeling all the, all the, all the different feelings that come with it, like know that you're not alone and you know, it is a big decision and there is a lot to consider. So the day of my surgery, um, okay. Uh, rewind a little bit. So I highly recommend getting a surgical bra. I'll actually link the bra that I got in the show notes. Um, I ordered it off Amazon. I know not the most, you know, ethical, (laughs) sustainable website to use, but it was just super easy. I was recommended the bra from uh, a friend of a friend who had also had a breast reduction surgery. I, I ordered two different sizes. So I ordered an extra large and a large, just because you have to remember to like, after your surgery, you're going to be swollen and you want to make sure that the bra is like, you know, it, it's fit, it's fitted properly. And it's like, you know, it has that like, um, it's like a sus- suspension, not suspension. Oh my God. I don't remember the right word. I like, a- oh, a compression. There we go. There it is. Uh, you want it to be a compression bra, but you also like, you're going to be wearing this thing 24 seven for a while. So like you want it to also not be like cutting off your damn circulation, right? So I personally ordered a large and an extra large. And then what I did was when I went to the hosp or when I went to the surgical center, I actually just brought two both of the bras with me and then the nurse as I was like hella drugged up determined which one that she used on me um and then you can just return the other one um so long as it's within the right like ex- the, the uh the, <laughs> what are words today <laughs> the right return um amount of time as per the website's policy so Definitely recommend getting a surgical bra. I mean, you could probably find one maybe at a store locally. Um, some people use like sports bras. The biggest thing is you want the bra to clip in the front. Um, and the cool thing with the one that I ordered is the straps were also adjustable, and you it honestly made it a lot easier because like, you're gonna be you're you're gonna be like really in a vulnerable state physically after, in my opinion. That's at least for me. That's how I felt, and so you know. Having it be really easy to use and like having someone that can easily support you and putting it on and taking it off is really helpful. So, I, um, I also personally got my doctor to prescribe me um, Ativan to take the morning of because I am, like I said, a naturally bit more of an anxious person when it comes to health and things of that nature. And I just knew that I was going to be really nervous and really emotional the day that I had my surgery. And so I felt like it was the right decision for me personally to take a anti-anxiety um, supporter. So I got my doctor to prescribe me Ativan, which I took like an hour before my surgery. and Or an hour, rather, before I actually got to the surgical center. So that by the time I got there, I was feeling good. You know, feeling real good. Um, so... I feel like one of the things I recommend doing too is, like, really creating, like, a ritual for yourself, like, the day, the night before your surgery. Like, I spent a, real, a lot of time alone that night, like, really just, like, being with my feelings, being with my body, like, really loving my my breasts, like, giving myself just a lot of tender love and care, um, knowing that, you know, I was about to, like, go on a really big journey with this experience and I knew that it was going to bring up a lot for me right like you have to remember that like your body is so divine and so intelligent and so you know you're 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 going to have a unique experience when you have a surgery like this like where you're literally going to be you know learning how to be within your body in a new way and it's hard to explain what that feels like unless you've had a surgery where like you've literally like massively changed a part of your physical identity like it is a huge portal and like initiation in a lot of ways and so the day of the surgery like I had an incredible surgery team like my plastic surgeon was incredible all the nurses, my anesthesiologists, like super kind. Like they knew I was having an emotional time. Like I was like, I had like a big, like, I, I had a lot of crying episodes where I was just like really letting myself feel the feelings that came up for me. And, uh, yeah. So like when I got to the surgical center, they kind of, they they admitted me, you know, I, they, kind of you have like several people ask you the same question like I, I feel like they do that to like really make sure that like they know that you're getting the right surgery and who you are and all the things and it's just like very it's set up in a very secure way um and so like the anesthesiologist came and she chatted with me like mind you guys like I was I was like pretty on cloud nine at this point like like if you were following my Instagram stories of that experience like I was I was I was having a good time <laughs> um and so as I'm happy, I'm talking to these nurses like I'm at this point like I'm I'm pretty good like I'm feeling I'm feeling chill and yeah so they they like put my IV in and they like get me all set up and then I remember like going into the they, they walk you to the surgical room they lay you on the bed And it happens so fast. Like, I know that some of you were reaching out and were really nervous about the process. But truly, like, you go under so fast. Like, you don't have a lot of time to really, like, get in your head about it. And if you do end up taking an anti-anxiety medication of some kind, like, you're going to be pretty emotionally stabilized because you're just going to be, like, chilling, you know? So anyways, they walk me into the room. And I'm like, I was like, whoa, this this is a different experience. They lay me on the bed. They get me all set up. Next thing I know... The anesthesiologist puts oxygen over my face, tells me to take some deep breaths as they put the anesthetic in me. And I, I'm, out, I'm out. Like, you know, you don't even realize it happens. Like, you're just like, it happens very fast. It's very, very fast. Um, And then I wake up, you know, hours later, you don't remember anything. <laughs> like, you don't It's very curious. Like, you don't. it's not like when you go to sleep and you have dreams, like you're, you're fucking out, you know? So that was kind of an interesting thing. And I mean, I woke up and I was like, you know, on some pretty intense painkillers. So it was like a very foggy experience. Um, They get you like ginger ale or water. I chose ginger ale just because, you know, sometimes the anesthetic can make your tummy upset and you don't want to be drinking or eating a lot of food afterwards. So yeah, ginger ale was my best friend. (laughs) And I don't drink pop usually. Pop's not really my thing, but... After that surgery, like ginger ale was like one of my fucking go tos for several days, um, alongside like soup. Like I was just like riding the liquid train. So, anyways, back to the hospital or the surgical center. Um, yeah, they they give you like a lot of painkillers, like they uh, through intravenous, right? And then you know, some gravel and things to make sure you're stabilized. I think they keep you at least from my experience I think they kept me there for like mm, maybe like an hour or two after my surgery I'm just gonna take a little drink of my tea yeah I think it was like an hour or two after my surgery um you are absolutely gonna need somebody to be with you like for at least se- like a few days after your surgery like 24 7 um it's very important like you're not gonna like I'm like, I'm serious, like, you're really going to want su- want someone there, you're going to need someone to pick you up from the hospital or the surgical center, wherever you go, bless the fact that, you know, my partner and I live together, he works with me, like, we're both entrepreneurs, so I'm very fortunate in that he was just, you know, naturally always around anyways, um, so, yeah, I mean, like, the, the day of the surgery was a pretty big, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I was kind of just out of it, like very out of it, very normal. You have to remember you have a lot of anesthetic running through your system still that you're detoxing from. You're on painkillers. Like I was given T3s, which worked great. Um, And so the thing that was, and I, again, this is my personal experience. So I don't, anything that I share here is like, I'm not saying this is going to be the case for you. This is just like my experience. And in all of this, I will say that, like, this was the best decision. One of the best decisions I have ever made for myself in my life. Like, I would do it a hundred times over. Like, it is worth it, worth it, worth it. But the first week was pretty fucking hard. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it was pretty fucking hard. Like, I am not somebody who usually takes pain medication. Like, I don't really ever even take Tylenol and Advil. Like, I, I'm i not really that someone that leans into that kind of medication at all. And so it was really weird for me to be super disassociated. Like I didn't love it. I really actually quite despise like having to be on this medication. And it really influenced like my sleep. Like, oh, another thing when it comes to sleep um, you're gonna, like, you're gonna want a lot of pillows. Like, you're gonna want a lot of pillows. Your partner may not even be able to fit into the bed with you, depending on if you have a, well, first off, depending if you have a partner. Secondly, depending on how big your bed is. Like, at the time, we only had a double bed. (laughs) Like, so now we have a queen, but... At the time, we only had a double bed, and so Justin literally slept on a fucking air mattress on the ground for, like, a month because I had to be super propped up. Like, you're going to need to prop yourself up because, you, like, you can't lay flat on your back. So you're going to want to get – you're going to want to buy a lot of pillows. That's a big thing for sure. Um, and I, I really struggled with sleep. Like, I had a hard time. Um, my body was, like, really reacting to how – dis like how much uh discomfort i felt like again like i experience health anxiety so if you're not somebody who has health anxiety um experiences like this might not even be a thing for you but for me personally like i have this um experience where i do get health anxiety and so i was really struggling with like feeling regulated and safe in my body and so i was really struggling with like sleeping and i was having like These, like, kind of, like, panicky anxiety bursts, and, uh, and that was really confronting, and that was really hard, and it was, like, I had to face my shadow around death, um, not that anything happened that would even remotely, like, cause me to die (laughs) by any means, but there was just, there was a big, like, it was a huge fucking portal to, like, facing a lot of shadows for me. And that is not something that I necessarily expected. And it's not to say that that will happen to you either, but that is just my experience. I I had to face a lot of um, emotional suppression that I had for a really long time. um And the nice thing that I will say too about the way that they do the surgeries at least here in Canada is they um use like sutures that dissolve and then they have surgical tape that they put over the sutures so you're not going to need to get your stitches taken out you're not going to like have tubes that need to like collect fluid like it's a very streamlined surgery and so for me you know i oh my gosh there's so much here i was like oh it was such a fucking time dude holy um so i have very sensitive skin like i have very 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 sensitive skin i'm like i'm allergic to all adhesives like latex you name it like my skin is like no fucking thank you but you know didn't really think anything of the surgical tape right like i didn't I didn't... That was, like, the least of my fucking concerns. I didn't even cross my mind going into the surgery. But then I noticed, like, two weeks... Or, like, about a week after I had the surgery, and then especially within the two-week period, I noticed I had, like, a little rash. Like, tiny little rash. Felt kind of itchy. And so I called my plastic surgeon, and I was like, hey, like, I'm noticing I have this tiny little rash. Like, she's like, okay, come in. Like, we might just be able to take the surgical tape off, like, at this point. Um... It's probably fine. It might've even been that through the three week mark. I can't really remember. There's a lot of time dilation that happened within this period. Um, but anyways, she takes the tape off and oh my fucking God, dude, it was excruciating. And I had a massive allergic reaction to the surgical tape. Like it was a fucking situation. And so here I am, <laughs> here I am healing from the surgery, which is already a whole thing. And now I'm also needing to heal from this allergic reaction that was pretty intense like i'm not i'm not gonna get into too many details to save you from needing to like visualize anything but it was fucking shitty and uh emotional like you know you have to remember like when you go through a surgery like this like it is emotional it is very emotional and i that isn't something that a lot of people are going to talk about right but especially your doctor like your plastic surgeon is very unlikely to be like oh yeah like you are gonna go through a lot of emotions like most doctors don't really speak into the emotional experience of this right so i'm just gonna you know be real real with you like it is emotional and like you're gonna i had many fucking just like days of fucking just being like oh my god like this is a lot this is fucking a lot and thank thank goodness for my partner and my coach and My friends and family, like I had a lot of support around me, which made it a lot easier to process. I was not alone at all. And uh, I will say too, I'm kind of jumping all over the place because there's just so much. This is just me riffing on this experience. Um, I stopped taking the T3s, I think like three days after the surgery because I was like, I'm fucking done with like feeling like I'm disconnected from my body. Like I did not like it. Um, And I was able to switch to just regular Tylenol and Advil. And, uh, I was, it was, my pain was manageable. Like it was, I was in discomfort, but it wasn't like I was in like excruciating pain. You'll actually probably surprise yourself with how well you're able to process the experience. So, um, it's about a six week total healing process for you to be cleared, to go back to your normal activities. Mind you, now I'm at about the, this week I think is eight weeks and like, I'm still tender. Like, I mean, I just started working out again, um, I don't wear a bra anymore, it's great, but you're going to still be tender, you're still going to be healing, like, definitely just have a lot of patience, take it easy on yourself, like, know that things are going to, you know, you're going to be really, like, relearning how to be within your body, it's it's such an interesting experience, and remembering, too, that, you know, like, you're, you're, like, really retraining your brain how to be, like, within this tissue that is like basically been, you know, cut. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's it's really fascinating and like it's so curious too. like when you're like when your nipples start to like come back online, it like feels really interesting and it like kind of hurts and like oh, there's just so many sensations that like are very interesting to have. Um the other part that I will say is I would highly 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 recommend working with a registered massage therapist or an osteopath you are going to want to get scar tissue massage. You are going to want to make sure that you're seeing somebody. Um, I would say like around like the four ish week, three to four ish week mark. Um, they're not going to like necessarily massage your, your actual scar at that point, but you want to start working with the fascia in your body so that you're not going to get like really, really tight or, um, feel like a lot of pain like is that something I did start noticing was like I was noticing a lot of tightness in my ribs and things of that nature just because the fascia so I do recommend getting um scar tissue work done and fascia work fascia work done now at this point in the journey like my massage therapist is doing actual scar tissue massage on my actual scars so that it does break up the tissue and it doesn't get all hard and, and that kind of thing so that's another thing that I really recommend um and then yeah just while you're in the process of healing like drinking lots of water taking your vitamins you know eating really nutritious food making sure you're getting lots of protein like you really want to be replenishing your body big 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 time and you know making sure that you have a support system in place to help you in that process you know it is a lot it takes a lot out of you I am literally fucking in love with my boobs. Like, I'm like, wow. (laughs) Like, I feel so good. It's, again, one of the best decisions I've made ever. It feels incredible. I look, it looks, like, they, they look incredible. Like, wearing clothes is so fun. Like, things fit in ways I've never experienced before um it's so fun like it's such a fun time and I'm so grateful so like if you are looking for kind of the light at the end of the tunnel from the surgery like it is fucking there and it's incredible and it's so beautiful and it's such a gift to experience your body in a new way and the part of the conversation now that I feel like is really important is um to understand that like you can both love yourself and desire to change and transform a part of your physical identity, right? Like I think that there's this idea that like within like um body positivity culture that's like, oh, like if you want to like if you want to like grow your butt or if you want to have abs or if you like, you know, want to like be you know, uh, a lower body fat percentage or you want to get surgery or like whatever. It's like this idea that like that somehow insinuates that you're not like you don't love yourself. And that's fucking bullshit because I believe that part of our human experience is like to experience our human vessel in the way that feels the most delicious to us. Like there's a reason we were gifted the ability to shift our aesthetic. There was a reason we were gifted the ability to shift our physical being and the way in which we are oriented in the world. Like there's nothing wrong with desiring to change parts of you while still knowing that you can love yourself in the process. And truth be told, like something I shared on social media a while back was like getting the surgery, like really put into perspective how much self love and transformation I have done over the years because getting the surgery, like when I looked in the mirror for the first time after getting you know, the um, gauze off and actually seeing my boobs, like, I cried tears of pleasure and joy and just total, just awe of the way that I felt within my own skin. And it was, like, the first time in my life I really felt this deep, deep sense of self. Like, I, you know, when you have a part of you, right, like, that is causing you to feel insecure, like, it's okay to want to change that like I don't believe that you have to like force yourself to love a part of your body that you're struggling to find like love for and I and I know that this is a very nuanced conversation like this isn't like a black and white thing where it's like oh this is the right way this is the wrong way like I think there's many layers to this conversation but like I think, that like, if you, you know, if you really feel like getting a surgery is going to give you the ability to feel more embodied within yourself, like, for example, like, for me, my breasts, like, they were really, like, a source of discomfort, and I felt so insecure, and they physically were hurting me as well, but, like, I didn't love the way that they looked because they had, like, you know... Like really fucking sagged and like just not they just weren't they didn't feel like me and so I was like why am I trying to force myself to love this and it's not that I didn't love my myself right it was like I knew that it was a source of insecurity right it's a, and it's like it's just like the same thing about you know how we can when we go to the gym or when we work out or we exercise, right, it's, like, it can be both for, like, to physically change your appearance and to also, like, know that working out and movement is so important. Like, it's so important for our overall health and well-being and to, like, make sure that when we are, like, 60, 70 years old, we can walk properly still. Like, you know, like, there's so many layers to it. And, it's not to say that like you have to look a certain way or be a certain weight or have a certain physique to be like lovable or loved. Like I think that like all bodies, every shape and form is beautiful. And the most important thing is, is that you feel well, that you feel vibrant, that you feel healthy, that you feel like you love yourself. Like that's what matters. And so if having a surgery adds to that love, like, Why not, right? Like, why not allow yourself to do that? And this is where it's so important that we don't police other people's bodies, right? Like, we don't, like, say, oh, well, if you get this surgery or that person gets Botox or that person gets this thing, like, they're, you know, giving into the patriarchy or they're giving into, like, whatever. Like, it's, it's like, who are you or who am I to judge somebody's decision, Around like what they do or don't do with their body. And I think that like we can all use um, more like connection around like the fact that we do get to decide. We do get to decide what's best for us. And I think that it's super important that we all allow ourselves to like go for the things that actually are in integrity with what we want. Right. And I believe that it's super important to make decisions from a place of desire, right? Like making decisions from a place of unconditional love and and for the betterment of your existence, right? Like our existence here in this particular lifetime is is so impermanent and and the reality is is like why spend our, you know, precious time in this, like, in our body, in our human experience, like, struggling and and disliking ourselves, right? Like, we get to truly feel, like, fully, like, fully in our essence. We get to feel, like, connected to the full spectrum of who we are. And it really gave me a lot of Like, it gave me a lot of respect for myself to have made this decision because, you know, the way I feel in my body is something, like, now is something I've never had before. Like, I've never been able to, like, look in the mirror naked and be like, whoa, I fucking love everything I see, right? Like, that wasn't something that I had really experienced in the past. And so I really want to make sure that I I note, again, that you can – both deeply love yourself and still desire to change parts of who you are and it doesn't mean that it can be one or the other like it is a nuanced conversation and it's also comes back down to trusting that your body is so wise and it holds the capacity to do things beyond what your mind can even comprehend like your body loves you. Your body is working for you. Your body is here supporting you and keeping you alive and healthy and well and vibrant. And it's so deeply intelligent. Like every cell in your body is so intelligent and really learning how to feel that and trust that and know that and be in relationship with that is such a gift. And it's an opportunity to remember that, you know, the same love that keeps the rivers flowing, the trees growing and all the the beautiful things happening in the world is is the same love that exists within you that keeps your heart beating and so really trusting that you are safe within yourself and that, you know, when you decide to do something like get a surgery or, you know, change um, a part of you physically that, like, your body will know what to do, that your body will know how to support you in that journey and so... Yeah, just knowing that you get to make the decision that feels the most in integrity with you and that it is a beautiful chance when you have, you know, the option to make these decisions to to trust yourself, right? To trust your intuition, to do what feels good for you. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or what the people on the internet say or whatever. It's like what is going to bring you joy, pleasure, and satisfaction, um, do that, you know, do the thing that's going to be most nourishing for you. So, uh, 10 out of 10 recommend if you're on the fence about getting a breast reduction surgery, it's truly been so life-changing. Um, I again would do it a hundred times over so worth it, you know, yes, it might be nerve wracking and it, you know, might bring up a lot of different emotional experiences to go ahead and get the surgery, but you can handle it. You're incredible and your body is super capable. And just know that, like, you get the trust in yourself and trust in the decision that's going to be best for you. So, yeah, I hope I didn't miss anything. I'm, like, trying to think if there's anything that I didn't say about the surgery. Um, yeah, I feel like I covered basically all of it. If you have any questions or any um, feedback or anything, you can feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I know there's quite a number of you who are planning on getting this surgery or are on the fence with it, so know that I am here if you have any additional questions. And yeah, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for being a part of this journey. Uh, It's been such a gift, and I'm so deeply, deeply grateful to have you here. Have an epic rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Embodied Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us reach more coaches and entrepreneurs just like you. And also, don't forget to check out our blog each week, which you'll find in the show notes. I would absolutely love for you to take a screenshot and share this episode to your Instagram stories and tag me at I am Rachel Fisher. Uh, Can't wait to see you next week. Talk to you soon.